In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and has been widely regarded as a bad move. This show will attempt to find the good, the bad, and the weird, and convey them in a seriously irreverent way. Get ready, adventurer, and as always, we apologize for the inconvenience. Hi, I'm Steven. I'm Aaron. And I'm John. We're sitting here on a Sunday night with the time change and it's cold and rainy outside. It's finally fall. It's finally fall. Shh, don't say that out loud. <laughs> You're going to jinx it. It's going to be 100 degrees and sunny. Okay, yeah. Let's oh, not. Please. Let's not. Jinx. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> but we have a couple of special guests in the studio today and uh, we're very honored to have with us. And you finally just can go ahead and introduce yourselves. I'm Mary Arbuckle. I'm the executive director at Other Options. Okay. Hello, I'm Allie Brandstetter uh, with Sunnyside Diner and a few oh. other locations. I ate there this morning. That's fact. awesome. I I probably, did you have a cocktail with your you know? I did not have a cocktail. Because, you know, that's um, what that's they the do best the best. Kind of breakfast. I had one last weekend. You know, that's breakfast strange, cocktails? The, the few times I've been there, I haven't had alcohol at all there. I don't know. You I guess really I didn't take really it to the next level. Yeah, I really need to up. how it was meant to be perceived. I need to up my game a little so bit. Like I can get a, a coffee with mudslide in it or something like that, you know? Like Yes, that's what I had. Yeah, I, mean, I had so that cocktail, but I didn't. Yeah, typical cow. Vanilla soft serve with rum. Oh. In your coffee. Yeah, see, they open what? at 6 o'clock in the morning. I apparently to get am that doing crowd. Sunnyside completely wrong. <laughs> yes, you are. But she's also uh, with Hillbillies, right? Yeah, Hillbillies and, uh, on oh, yeah. 9th Street. And the then, original uh, SBs. Yeah, SBs. We talked about awesome. that, the OG. Yeah. The OG. I love yeah. SBs, Onion The original SB oh. up on 59th yeah. in May. Yes. Yeah. Mm. I've visited that place since it was the Electro Lounge. That's right. Those are always great oh, stories. Oh, Boar's Head. <laughs> it was Boar's Head before that. Was it really? Yes. Mary can take it back. <laughs> I thought the Boar's Head was across the street at It was across the, the street French after market. that. Oh. No, but it started there first. Wait, Boar's Head started because oh, really? it's, yeah, yeah. isn't there like a Burlington Coat Factory yes. now, yeah, now where, okay, yeah. so that was the Boar's Head second yes. location? Yes, because they had to close down there and moved over there. And there's a lot of people that probably wow. have no idea what the hell the Boar's Head is. Okay, I'm old. No, I, I, I only know about it from hearing about it on the radio when I was a kid, and my dad would tune well, in. That's to true. The yeah. Over the cat stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I do remember hearing the boar's head on on the cat. Oh, um, and I was actually one of the first cat personalities. Wait, are you serious? Back, yeah. Radio personalities? No, 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 no. I was the cat. Oh, the mascot. Wait, you were the mascot. You played the cats. Wow. I was my sisters <laughs> and I were the very first cat personalities. I'll be damned. Back now, wait a minute. Didn't you just violate like a major mascot rule? <laughs> no, we didn't have those rules back then. Back in the day. Back in the free mascot days. <laughs> yeah. You know, we didn't have to really sign any contracts. We just got drunk and you got You could take in the them. heads off in public and freak kids out. No, I never did that, oh, but okay. I did wear a bathing suit most of the time in it. That's awesome. You'd have to. This is incredible. I <laughs> they, they were hot. They were very, very hot in there. But awesome. got to meet cool. I got to go to all the concerts back then and do a lot of things. It was cool. I'm a fool. You're going to tell us a lot of other interesting things. I'm going to try not to because soon. that will really yeah. no, age I don't. me. <laughs> so while all of that is very interesting, and we could okay, probably yeah. do whole episodes. Why are you all here? Why did you come and talk to us? Well, Oops. I'll let Allie kind of tell a little bit of the story of why we 
kind well, of Well, Sunnyside is here because um, Shannon Roper, the other half of Sunnyside, mm-hmm. we were in Hillbillies and SMBs. We were talking uh, one day just about Thanksgiving, and we wanted to, you know, serve people on Thanksgiving Day. He was like, let's have our family lunch, and then we'll invite people in and we'll serve them. All right, cool. So I started working on those thoughts, and I thought... I've never done this before. I'm not really sure. You know, I was involved as a kid in a Thanksgiving uh, service, pushing pie carts and um, filling up drinks as a kid. But as an adult, I just haven't had that opportunity or taken the time. And so we thought this year we're gonna we're gonna do this. And uh, I thought let's let's. Shannon was like, let's serve a hundred people. All right, cool. So then I really started to think about it, and I thought well, we could serve some more people than that because I know a lady that's been doing it for some years. And um, we worked together for the opening of Sunnyside when we were were training our staff for that first week. We invited other options in to serve them because we were going to have all this food. Let's do something with it. And uh, I sent a text message and said, hey, Sunnyside wants to be involved. And now we're feeding a thousand people on Thanksgiving Day. It went from 100 to 1,000? Yes. That's impressive. Go big. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. If you're going to plan something like that here in Oklahoma City, you got to go big. Absolutely. I mean, there's a, I think there's a need for it. And we just, it's, it's just as much as it is for the community. It's also, it's, it's great to be a part of. It feels good, too. Um, I've got staff that are invo- going to be involved, you know, and it's just hard to take the time to, to you know, make time to do things like volunteer after work. We've all mm-hmm. got crazy lives. And um, so this is just one day that we can take time to do this. And what's awesome. really cool is other options has been doing this for 17 years, a Thanksgiving delivery to our clients. Mm-hmm. Um, we're one of the oldest organizations that service people living with HIV and AIDS. And about 17 years ago, a, um, a young man, I say now, because he's not that young anymore, thank mm-hmm. God, um, Scotty Arani um, came up to my mom, who was the founding member of Other Options, um, and said, I want to I wanna feed some people for Thanksgiving. I want to feed your clients. And your mom was Cookie. My mom was Cookie Arbuckle. And so we said, okay, cool. Well, when we first started our pantry um, in 1998, we only had 35 clients. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, the first couple of years was really easy and we could do it in a small restaurant and Scotty did such an amazing job and there was like maybe 10, 15 volunteers. Well, now, 17 years later, we have over 1,785 clients. Oh, wow. So on, we give them a, a choice if they want Thanksgiving meal or not and we're up to 750 meals that we turn out and I think we did 261 stops. Wow. But what's amazing is we went from those small amount of volunteers to probably 250, 300 volunteers on Thanksgiving Day and two days of prep work. So what exactly is, I'm going to back up a little bit, what exactly is Other Options? Other Options is one of the oldest social service organization that works directly with HIV and AIDS clients. Um, we have a food pantry. We help um, do a home delivery we also do a supplement where we, the clients that are maybe wasting or they're not able to eat like they should, so we supply them with a week's of supplement like Insure Boost. Mm-hmm. We also have a medication uh, program. We've um, sent out over a billion dollars worth of medication to 16 third world countries. Wow. So, and, and when we first started, 
30-something years ago. We started doing it, you know, we were, like I said, one of the two, only two organizations. So mom did social, social work. She put him on SSI or um, mm-hmm. disability. And we changed over the years as other organizations came. But we are the only food pantry in the state of Oklahoma that services our clients. Are there other food pantries similar to that in, in other states that existed oh. at the time that you guys modeled yourselves after? Or was this just something you no, kind of had to figure it out as you went along? Something we started back in 98. Um, now, Tulsa does have, Tulsa has their own, mm-hmm. but we service three quarters of the state. Okay. Um, but their food pantry is very different from ours. We let our clients come in and shop weekly. Theirs mm. is once a month. Okay. So. Yeah. And it truly, and this is something just to add to that, um, the whole shopping situation is the clients actually get to come in, it's set up like a grocery store, and they get to pick what they want, um, you know, and, and not just be handed a box of food. I mean, it really, it it gives back a little of humanity, too. To, well, it does. It gives you a little bit of kind of control yeah, absolutely. over your situation. In a situation that you have no control right. of as far as your health or even a loved one. I mean, these families get to come in that are even caretakers um, and kids of those infected or, and it's infected or affected by AIDS or HIV. And I think that is also, the outreach isn't just within the clients, it's within their families and their, you know, people, everyone that's affected by this. Well, and also thinking about it too, when someone is very ill, it's hard to do a lot of like daily activities, you know, especially right. like grocery shopping. So when like, you may, you know, be having like self-confidence issues because you may feel like you don't look very good Absolutely. and you don't want to go into like a big public grocery store like Walmart or something. So is this kind of like also an alternative for maybe somebody to go to a place that's a little more comfortable to be able to do something like that? Yes, I, I would. I would say um, it, the acceptance. I mean, you walk in, you grab a grocery cart and you go shopping. I mean, it's it's a pretty cool program that they've gotten. And it's also, it empowers the client mm-hmm. because if, especially if they're newly diagnosed, they can ask questions. Um, I'm the only paid employee there. Right. This organization truly is run by the volunteers. And most of the volunteers are people living with HIV. And we have a few uh, uh, people that are not that come in that are maybe retired social workers or Mm -hmm. an in-house mom that wants to come out and volunteer. But those are my volunteers and they are so open to talk to anybody. Um, Steven, for instance, I'll just throw a name out. If somebody's newly diagnosed comes in, he goes, if you need anything, feel free to call me. If there's something I can answer, I will. But don't be afraid to ask. Because, you know, it's... It's a very hard disease to deal with sometimes because it's you get so many other things going on with you um, besides just AIDS right. because your immune system is no longer there. So you might be diagnosed with AIDS, but if you get a cold or you know any other kind of illness, it's... Well, I just had a friend, client, that passed away today that had a very rare cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know... It's took him in within six months, but you know, Mm -hmm. this is, and he was able to connect to another client that also had this and that's the beauty of Facebook. Yep. (laughs) Um, so they were able to talk and, and there's a couple of them and they were able to talk to each other by message, by phone. And and that was the cool thing. And they were connected by other options because they're clients. Yeah. 
So you've been, you said it's been going on for 30 years. Like what was the, what triggered the formation of this? Um, my mom was a social worker at what is now OU Medical Center. And she was the person that people gave the problem children or problem clients or problem people. And when HIV first started in the 80s, those who they gave to her because nobody else wanted to deal with them. Nobody else wanted them in a chair in their oh, wow. office. And so she just felt this need. And, and the social stigma then was very, very strong. Yes. Um, so she felt the calling and she took early retirement. Um, she helped um, start the oldest one, which is the Winds House, which used to be called the AIDS Support Program. Mm -hmm. She was one of the founding board members and, in fact, named the Winds House because the wind, the wind is very healing, and, and as the Indians say. Right. Um, and then she broke off of that and started other options back in 1988, 89. That's fantastic. Wow. So what was the impetus behind naming it Other Options? Is there um, a story behind that? It just was the fact that she wanted to give anybody that needed help an, a, a, a different option. You know, because most of the doctors are like, well, we can't give you anything. We can't help you. Well, she wanted to give them hope and other options. Um, she wanted to give them that safe place. She wanted to help them get their disability. She wanted to give them that caring hand. So outside of medical treatment, it's kind of a holistic approach to treating the whole person and making somebody feel like they're cared for. Yeah, and I think that's, that's kind of what we have done and what we've built this organization to do. Um, we've always stayed grassroots. We don't take government grants. We don't take state grants because we want this to be owned by, I think this is a family owned organization and I wanna keep it that way. We may struggle getting money in because we don't want it. We don't want the government telling us what to do. Yeah, no, that's actually awesome. Being completely independent like that, that's not very common to see. No, and it's a struggle. Let me tell you, it's a struggle money-wise, sure. but I make but that it, promise. It gives you that much more control over what you're doing. You don't have to maybe answer to, I don't know exactly how grants work or state funds like that work, but I would assume that there's some kind of stipulation. Sometimes it comes with money like yes, that. Yeah. So absolutely. if you're doing this, Either limitations or reporting mm -hmm. requirements. Regulations. Or Some type of regulation, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, you have to hire employees, and then you have to do this. And I can still say that 80% of every dollar that comes into other options goes directly into keeping this place open and the food on their table and supplements in their stomach. Are there any other kinds of events or, or any type of advertising that you guys do to to get in the donations and to get in money, or is it? I do events. I'm, I'm waiting for Allie to pipe in on this one. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm the fundraising queen, as most people okay. say, because uh, you know and that's tough. I, it, it is, and that in itself is a full time job. Yeah. just trying to keep the lights on. Oh. Um, and Mary has done a wonderful job of, of doing that. It's, it. I mean, the the events she does are. Um, community fundraisers to uh, the big red tie event as well. Um, you do fashion show. I mean, it's, you know, it's always fun, but um, it's attending one of those events and seeing the community come out and just completely support this year after year after year is also, that's pretty amazing. And I think speaks a lot for um, what Mary has done for this community, what other options has done. And they have truly been that other option um, 
in the community. Yeah, and and I always call other options a safe haven. Mm-hmm. Um, the clients don't have to fill out paperwork. They don't have to answer to um, a case manager. Um, they can come in and get a friendly smile and just say, we're here to give you some food. Um, and that I think that has always been very important. Yeah, that's yeah, absolutely fantastic. Well, it sounds like it, it also kind of forms a community of people who are suffering from the disease. Somebody can come in here and other options, get some food, but also start meeting other people who are having the same experience as them. Do you see people really forming new friendships through this and supporting each other? Absolutely. Uh, I can't tell you enough of of how much um, individuals can come in there. And there are some that, you know, just come in to get their food and leave, but they come in so that they they can see a friendly face, meet new people, talk, and, and they do. They'll sit down on the couch and, oh, hi, Bob, how are you? I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. You haven't been here shopping. And it is a community. It's a very strong community. And, and um, even the volunteers, they're even a, a, a very tight family. They will go out and, and meet for lunch sometime, like when SNB did their fundraiser for us, um, Pay It Forward Tuesday. I take my volunteers and go and buy them lunch um, Joey's Pizzeria, I went mm-hmm. and they came and we bought pizza for the volunteers. And, and that's the kind of cool thing is, is it's a welcoming family. That's wonderful. Um, so I'm wondering, is there, is there still kind of a strong stigmatism around people who have HIV AIDS? Do they feel some kind of, I don't know, do people kind of treat them differently? Do you hear complaints like that? I think there always will be, even though um, there's a lot more education and people are learning a lot more about it. I think there always will, because the young generation coming up has not seen the devastation that my generation did. That was something interesting that you said to me um, in a conversation a couple weeks ago about just at some point in time, her job is going to change and hopefully it goes away and it turns into more preventing and education and teaching that younger generation, you know, how this happens and, and everything about it. And so that's, I thought that that was hopeful and, you know, just the fact that at some point in time, the ultimate goal is Mary doesn't have a job anymore. And I'm, I'm happy about that. Let me tell you, I, I pray every day that I'm out of a job. I would love to just say, dang it, I got to go. I mean, it's absolutely unfortunate that there's even, you know, the, that we, that there is a need for a Thanksgiving um, service to, you know, to be a part of. I'm, I'm completely thrilled to be a part of this, but it is, you know, when you really think about it, it's one of those, man, I wish that this wasn't a thing. Right. Yeah. And some of the drivers have been doing Thanksgiving for 17 years um, because, and, and they even ask for certain clients that they have delivered before because the, that client, that's the only person they may see that day. And, you know, when we're going through things, I, I tell the, the people that are volunteering, if they ask you to come in and you feel comfortable, go in, oh, yeah. spend five minutes. That's why we only send you out to so many deliveries so that you can do that. 
let them hug you if you feel comfortable. Right. And you know, and you're not a postmate. That's what I was going to say. You're not going to drop it off at the door. That's not, yeah, yeah. That's not, that's not go and through the order, hug. drop it off. Yeah, and and that's why a lot of the volunteers have come back year after year um, because they know that this is the only person that's going to have mm -hmm. the, the visit and they're doing something special because they know they have a table waiting of a large amount of food. They have their family waiting and this person doesn't. Right. So it's very it's not, They're not just delivering food, they're delivering care and compassion. Yeah, absolutely. So, so where's the, where's the food getting prepared at? Sunnyside. It's going to be at Sunnyside. So then yes. all the drivers will convene there at like a specific time. And so you got to, kind of work out all those logistics, right? Like, Yeah. On, yeah. <laughs> a lot of logistics yeah. to work out. And, and it is. It's, it's, um, Robert Painter um, has done uh, an amazing job the last, I think he's done it 10 years now, um, of putting this together and getting the volunteer coordinated. Um, Ryan Wood, Josh Shower, they all have their positions. Like Ryan has to take care of all the ham and turkey, and okay. Josh does all the um, bagging and putting on who is what and what is who. And, and Liz Kay Wood and I go and, you know, divide up all the um, zip codes. But it's it's a uh, four days of undertaking, yeah. and plus it, the other two hundred and fifty people that show up that you know <laughs> wow. want to yeah. be a part of this, um, from kids, you know, little ones. We've got a lot of questions on can kids be involved in this, and absolutely, there's a job for everyone. Um, when when sitting and because this is my first year to really be involved, um, and then especially at this, you know, on this side of it, the real how how is this going to work? Right. Um, talking with Robert about it, he, he's like, let's put, you know, there'll be plans and there'll be a, um, an idea of how we want this to work. And there's certain parts of it that it's worked like this every time, you know, in the past. So let's do it. But it's still a very organic process. And then, um, people show up and all right, let's put them to work, you know, so there you can only plan so much, right. which is thrilling, but also as, you know, a restaurant owner, it's terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because we'll have, I mean, we literally do a pound of everything. Um, we do, and everything's made from scratch. No flaky potatoes. You're not, we, you're not, you're not ordering a boxes of frozen no. stuff. No. Say, I mean, we all, we all know what, what traditional Thanksgiving <clears throat> Dishes are and sides. What exactly are you guys providing? Well, what's the I will menu tell you rundown? Head country um, smokes all the turkeys. Um, awesome. Thank God. Love, uh, love some head country. Oh, and good, they good have sauce. stepped up in, I think it's been the last four years mm -hmm. doing this. And without them, we'd have to cook every turkey, which is very difficult to do. <laughs> yeah. And they smoke them. They smoke them. <gasps> they, he gets his big, huge smoker and gets 20 of them in there and done like that. Well, not like quite like that. I'm <laughs> sorry about that because they really work their tail ends off. Poor Troy. Um, they do the majority of the really hard work, which is getting the turkeys ready. Then we have the hams. We do um, mashed potatoes and so gravy. Who, who peels the potatoes? 
Um, the volunteers. Wow. <laughs> and I mean, everyone, every person is getting, a thousand people are getting one pound of turkey, one pound of ham, yeah. a pound of mashed wow. potatoes. Wow. With pound, gravy. With, with gravy. gravy. With is gravy. it a pound of gravy <laughs> and a pound of mashed potatoes? Well, 16, well, 16 ounces. 16 ounces. ounces. I mean, so, yeah. Um, a pound of sweet potatoes. Uh, we're, this year we want to throw in, you know, marshmallows to, to make it yeah. not just, you know, just uh, a container of sweet potatoes but make it real with the with the toasted marshmallows on top uh green beans corn um what corn, kind of pies cranberry. um well i actually have <laughs> actually. Um, a gentleman named doc who every year makes 250 desserts anywhere from pumpkin to apple to blueberry wow. he makes cookies i mean anything and everything in his home not a commercial mm -hmm. kitchen no Wow. Wow. Just this for this home. dinner. Just yeah. for this dinner. Oh He's amazing. Has done it for four years, I think now, and comes in and takes. I get him all the pie crust, all the stuff to do the fillings, and he goes to town. <laughs> wow. Goes so that's really impressive. Town. Is the rest of the stuff going to be prepared at Sunnyside, like yes. using the kitchen? Yes. How how many days of this, this can't be a one day like cooking operation? Two days. Tuesday two, and Wednesday. All this in two days. Well, when you have 100 plus volunteers every day, it, it You helps. can do it. So, I mean, you're shutting down Sunnyside for this. No. No. We, I mean, <laughs> we're open from 6 to 3. <laughs> on Thanksgiving so, Day. Um, oh, no, no. Oh, on, so, on Thanksgiving Day, it is shut down. Okay. okay. Yeah. We'll do, on Thanksgiving Day, we'll, we'll focus just on that. Um, but, I mean, the Tuesday and Wednesday beforehand, we close at 3, so it's normal business. And then. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Boom, Start three to ten. Some potatoes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Get on your, what is it? Kitchen duty or whatever, KT duty. And there you go. Here's your oh, we always have a group. Um, at Che Lucci. That is always his duty is in the kitchen to get, uh, you know, dishes washed. And and Greg Osborne is always on the potatoes with Chef Lee Bennett. Um, and these guys have been doing it for, for years. Yeah. I mean, years. And that's why it works. So if I wanted to volunteer for this, how would I go about that? Um, on Other Options Facebook page, a gentleman, Chad, is going to be doing a couple of different things okay. with Cookies Thanksgiving page. And we will have kind of a volunteer hours of like three to three, uh, three to six and six to nine. And we need 40 people and 40 people. Or it could be come and go. You know, we don't want to tell people you can only come this time. Mm -hmm. We want them to come. If they want to be there all six hours, they can be there all six hours. I have to be there all 15,000 hours, so I might as well have somebody to join me. Right, Allie? Absolutely. And you're working from six to ten those days? I'm going to work all of the days and all of the hours. Yeah. And we're going to put a bed in the back of Sunnyside for There's you. no sleeping. There's no sleeping. <laughs> there's there's I'm no in the restaurant business. I'm there. used to this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're young. You can do it. Yeah. You're so like, wait, it's not different than any other day. Right? Yeah. It's like an opening of a restaurant. Right. Yeah, it's I just got like this. anything else. Yeah. We're going to put a bed right there for you. I'll bring my RV. And we can That's a great idea. You know, there you go. Now, yeah. yeah now now you're talking. Yeah. Almost kind of like tailgated a little bit, you know? You That'd can set cool. up some lawn chairs up front and have yeah. a place to chill and take right. a break. Put up those campground lights. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's great now because if you need to, you can take a break and walk over to Revolution and have a couple of shots That's or something true. get yourself get some yeah. tacos get, get re-energized and go yeah. back in and <laughs> but i could also go there and find out just how to volunteer just on a regular basis as well Absolutely. outside of the thanksgiving Day event yeah and we always on, on other options facebook page are constantly updating it with the different events and hours and mm -hmm. 
I'm literally there at other options Monday through Saturday. Okay. And most of the time I'm working on Sunday too, but just not at other options. I have lots of events on Sundays. So, but we always welcome new volunteers um, and even kids. Um, we just hope that they're at a certain age and their parents do stay with them. Yeah. But, um, you know, we, I don't think you can start a child out too soon mm-hmm. to learn about giving and, and being a part of something. Um, my sister did an amazing job with her two girls and they started volunteering when they were five. I have a young man that started doing Thanksgiving at the age of five and now he's 10 and I've watched him grow. Oh, wow. And this is his thing to do for Thanksgiving. And his mom brings him every year. And um, That's amazing. It, it's just cool to watch these kids grow up that have been volunteering. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. So if we don't have time to volunteer, maybe we donate money. You can. Um, usually for Thanksgiving, it's anywhere. F- well, it used to be more like 5,000. But when we've added the other 250 meals that we're doing, we're trying to raise around 8,000. But we also go into Christmas. Every client gets two gifts. So their whole family, if it be 10 people, get two gifts per person. We want to make their Christmas good. Mm. So when you add Thanksgiving, Christmas, it's about $20,000 for us to do this. But I have some amazing donors that give money every year, and we seem to raise the money. So, you know, please make a donation. Go on our website which is other options with an S, okc.org, and there's a donation button. Wonderful. Other options or send, OKC. A, ca- or send a check. It's uh, all tax deductible, and you'll receive a, a donation letter. And I love it too that you guys are a, a grassroots organization. I mean, you are your own thing. Yep. Always is, will be as long as I can. As long as I can and have the yeah. ability to do it, I will. And something to be unbelievably proud of that it's part of our community. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I could continue with my mom's legacy that she built. Yeah, absolutely. So it occurs to me that this 30 years, you said is 88 that other options yeah, started. Some, yeah. I mean, I realized it was a little earlier, but that's basically like right at the like major onset of HIV and AIDS. Like that was mm-hmm. the eighties were are kind of synonymous with like, that's when this really became a thing. Everybody became aware of it and it really started to hit people. I, I imagine that I, I'm not going to venture to guess your age, but I imagine that you were old enough at the time <laughs> to be aware of this. I mean, this wasn't like some mystical thing to you back then. So you've kind of been cognizant of yeah, this I've, whole thing. I've been involved from the very beginning. Yeah. Um, so I was around 18, 19 when my mom really got involved. And, you know, I've always been part of other options. Um, I did move away for a couple of years to Seattle, Washington, but I literally moved back to help her. Um, and the difference between then and now is, is, that was kind of where is I was going. so tremendous. I didn't tell people what I did. I didn't tell people what I was involved in. Now I'm like, I am, I am this. I love what I do. I love my family. I love my clients. Um, but back then it, it was scary. Um, and when people did find out, uh, I, very rarely heard back from them unless they were part oh. of the gay community. The gay mm-hmm. community owned this disease. They are our sole supporter for many years. They kept 
this organization alive because they're the ones that help fund this. Right, right. So, um, you know, I am so thankful for that community and what they have done. And they are still probably 60% of our funding um, because they they understand and they're a part of it and they've lost the friends. I couldn't even tell you how many people I've lost over the years. Couldn't yeah. even couldn't even begin. I've lost three in a week just this week. So. But, you, but it sounds like you've seen that progress and you've seen, like you said, you went from being, I didn't want to tell anybody to now, I'm going to wear this sh bright pink shirt with my logo <laughs> all over it and walk yes. the street. So obviously it, it's changed even to it the has. outside of the, the yeah, community. And, and so has the face of AIDS. Um, you know, we don't see the wasting syndrome as much. We don't see the KS or Kaposi's or Kaposi's, however you want to say it. Um, I mean, back in the 80s, I had a young man that I friended that, that he never walked out of his room because he had KS so bad he looked like the elephant man. Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't see that. I saw this vibrant young man that was so ashamed of what he looked like that the only time he ever left was to go to the doctors. Mm -hmm. um, but I'd sit in his room with him for hours on, on end and just talk to him. And, and he, God, he had so much that he did at such a age and then this devastating disease. You don't see that now. Um, you see they're living so much longer. I have a couple of people that have lived 30 plus years now. I was, I was gonna ask if you have clients mm -hmm. that have been I there do. this whole time. I do. Um, and they will tell you, um, you know, it's it's been a hard fight, but with other options than the other organizations that have allowed him to survive. Yeah. Um, my first person that I gave a HIV, his my first positive, is still alive, and um, and Tony and he's he's okay with me ever using his name, but Tony's still alive. He goes on. Um, Facebook, he'll go on TV and tell the story of when he got that. And that had it not been me, he doesn't know if he would be the person he was today. Because I said, what is different about you today, right now, than it was yesterday? And what is going to change tomorrow? The only thing that you ever have to worry about is how you protect yourself and how you deal with your life forward. You're the same person. He goes, he lives that today. He protects himself. He protects his surrounding. But he's still the same person. And it, it's today, it's different with HIV testing. It, you don't have to give him that death sentence. Today, you give that, mm -hmm. you're going to live. You're going to live very full. You're probably going to get hit by a bus before you're going to die of AIDS. Mm -hmm. Back then... I gave him a death sentence. You need to get your act together because you may have two, three years to live. So it's it's very different now. And it shows you how important that community presence is and that community awareness and knowledge, um, and especially events like what's coming up on Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Well, so yeah, that's, this has very much been an honor having you here. I mean, this is... Sending chills down my spine. <laughs> it's enlightening, and, and it, it's, it's it is enlightening. good to have people ask different questions and learn a little bit more about this. And, and maybe now you might meet somebody and you say, hey, 
I know where you can go or absolutely you have a you have a life ahead of you and and you just keep on trucking so yeah. if there is a if there is somebody who's in need who's just learned about you how can they reach out to you um, all they have to do is Google other options, go on Facebook. Um, if you put in other options or AIDS organizations, a lot of times we're one of the um, ones that will okay. pop up. Um, I have people call out of the blue all the time or a friend says, hey, I have a friend that just found out they're positive. Can they call you? And I will send them in directions. I, um, that's part of what I do is I want to connect them to the infectious disease clinic. I want to, you, you know, send them over to rain to get case management. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Dr. Chansom is one of the doctors that are outside of, of the IDI clinic and that they can go and see. And, and that's really important to have that wherewithal to give them directions. So you also act as a resource center. For yeah. And that's kind of what we do. We have a whole area that's set aside just for that. All right. There, there was one thing we didn't talk about for the dinner. Tell me about the rolls. <laughs> that's my favorite part of Thanksgiving. Yes. Who's doing the rolls? Well, it depends. Sometimes we get them from Ingrid's, which is their oh, really, oh really good butter rolls. Um, sometimes the, uh, somebody will say, I'm going to make a hundred rolls for you and bring them. So it, it's always, you know, it's a toss up of where we get rolls. I mean, that's another crazy thing is like, you're asking us specifics of where is this going to happen or how are we going to get this? And I mean, we're a couple of weeks away and still s the answer is, you know, we're not sure, but I mean, it's been happening for the past, you know, 17 years. And so it somehow it all it all happens. It and worked before, and it'll work again. It's yeah. insane to me that after uh, doing the math and talking about the cost, it is six dollars and sixty-seven cents a person to feed them. Which, when you put it in that perspective, that's that's nothing. That's <laughs> not that. I spend more at than all. that on a trip to Taco Bell. Absolutely, <laughs> right? <laughs> Absolutely. And, um, and and once again, that is a little bit of a high because. We want to make sure they get leftovers, and that's really important. Absolutely. And that, yeah. that, yeah. that's yes. you got to have that leftover Thanksgiving sure food experience. So right. you say leftover burgers, that's what <laughs> Thanksgiving's about. Right. Yeah. And that's one of the things that Robert has always stressed is I want to make sure that not only do they get a Thanksgiving meal, but they have meals after that. Yeah. Because what is Thanksgiving without leftovers? Mm -hmm. And so normally, if we would have just done, a, you know, a Thanksgiving meal, it probably would have been two, maybe three dollars max. But we want to make sure that they get yeah. a lot. You send along a loaf of bread for the turkey sandwiches the next day? Um, actually, we have done loaves <laughs> of bread. So oh, loaves of bread. Do wow. Don't, don't, don't. We have done that. We have sent loaves of breads out. We're, I mean, we're not even opening up cans of cranberry sauce. We're actually going to use the Sunnyside Diner recipe and make this, like, real cranberry oh. sauce with <clears throat> lots of love, some orange zest. You know, I mean, it's not just, yeah. here, let's give them this. I mean, there's there's actual love and thought put into the, these recipes. And we have, I think, four different chefs coming in to help. Um, and that alone is pretty cool. Um, and Chef Lee Bennett has been doing this for, I think, 10, 12 years. Um, so I'm excited for these people to get their Thanksgiving meal. <laughs> yeah. And believe me, they are, they talk about yeah. it all year long. Yeah. I see why. I mean, I'm going to be one of the people cooking my Thanksgiving dinner. So it's, yeah. you know, that sounds better than what I can do. Because <laughs> I will be opening a can of cranberry sauce. <laughs> and I probably won't be having a now. smoked turkey. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Not at all. 
Yeah, but there are the people that that I really can't imagine doing this without, and knowing that Scotty Irani brought this to us 17 years ago, and Robert Painter well done took it on, and now we have the youth coming in, Ali, that is going to take it over, and you know, Head Country and Benny Keith and. And even Budweiser has lent us a beer cooler one year to really? put the turkeys in. Well, we have to keep the turkeys cold. Uh-huh. Benny Keith has given us a truck so that we can put everything in after it's cooked to store overnight. Um, Joe Poe Jr. Um, went and bought us five-gallon buckets because we needed 55-gallon buckets with lids and went and bought all that last year. We have to keep the gravy and the you know, everything in before we put them in the containers. Tracy Laird and the Chesapeake Center donates all the containers. Um, you know. Yeah, I mean, thousands. I just, we just confirmed that, that email. We've got like 6,000 mm-hmm. uh, 16 ounce containers coming. Is it giblet gravy? Uh, yes. Oh, 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 yeah. Let me tell you, Chef Lee is over at the smoker going, I need all those giblets. And can you get all that the good gravy stuff. as much as you can and save that dripping not for me? Not a drip and wasted. No, oh, yeah, not a drip let wasted. Me tell you. Um, it, We've it, got, it, as told by OKC, Chad and Chelsea, I mean, they've really there's now a face to cookies Thanksgiving. You know, there's something that you can identify and say, all right, this is what uh, cookies Thanksgiving is. And it's um, really helping us bring more people in, in being involved. And I'm excited about next year already. I mean, I've already got plans in January to, <laughs> we're going to get through this, uh, this Thanksgiving and then January it's on for next year. Let's get there a head start. And I mean, I, I think as a restaurant, it's, it's exciting that, you know, I serve people every day. That's what I do. And it's not just a job for me. It's actually something that I, I really love. I mean, you have to, you either are crazy yeah. or, you know, there's nothing better for you to do if you're in the restaurant business. But um, I really love this. And so then to be a part of this uh, Cookies Thanksgiving and then to see everyone, all these new resources jumping in, um, I would I challenge other restaurants to join us next year. I mean, this isn't just a sunny side thing. We could... As a, a, a community of, of awesome restaurants and awesome chefs, that our resources just, you know, got even bigger with that. So I, I think that I challenge Oklahoma City restaurants to yeah. let's let's do this next let's year. There's no shortage of them. That's no, sure. no, I know they're everywhere. <laughs> you will um, see and somebody step it, up. It's not a saying that as a detriment either. I love the fact that we have all this stuff opening up every weekend. Absolutely. And, I mean and just I the love, area we're in. Yeah, and and I love the fact that she wanted to add what we're going to do is we're closing once we make the deliveries of the 750 to other options clients we close the door clean up and set up all over again to feed another 100 250 anybody that wants to come in from out off the street any mm. we're working with a couple of groups um <coughs> a sparrow project to bring in some homeless people so that we can feed them mm-hmm. and make them you know, a Thanksgiving meal and have a family to wow, have yeah. it with. So I was about to say the way you're describing this food, I'm hard, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like I would pay you like thirty, forty dollars <laughs> myself to come to it and have like part yeah. of this. Like maybe maybe that's an option is like 
you feed the people you need to feed and take it that extra step and offer people like now come in as a fundraiser and uh, experiences because who wouldn't want a Thanksgiving dinner made by all of chefs. these right. chefs from Oklahoma City and all this handmade stuff? Like maybe we have I mean, Thanksgiving that, next year and uh, in the summer and and or start doing yeah. Thanksgiving. I mean that's that, I mean that right there. Thanksgiving. Well, that would be an interesting way to introduce the, the public to some of your clients or maybe somebody wants to come in and have you know. Thanksgiving dinner with a homeless person and just kind of provide some of that, um, I don't know, a community feeling and getting to know people from that community come in and pay and have dinner with them as also another way of fundraising. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, we also, we started doing, we've had people come in at Sunnyside and say, I want to buy, you know, a meal for someone in the future that comes in. And so, um, you know, it's cause that area is, a couple years ago, it was right. a little sketchy and yeah. it's getting better and better. I mean, we're so thrilled that revolution is there just to have neighbors and to not be the only guys on the corner. Um, but to bring more, uh, good into the area. So we have guests come in and they'll buy a meal and we pin it. And so if we have someone of, uh, you know, doesn't have a, any income coming in and they need a meal, grab a seat and we'll, you know, order something off the menu. We've got, we've got you this time. That is wonderful. So, I mean, even just little things like that are happening and it, and it, it's just going to get bigger and better. If you take care of people, I mean, you'll, you'll have a better place to live in. Absolutely. It's just all there is to it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, and that's kind of where other options is going. We're, we're working with a youth group, um, uh, the LGBTQ, mm -hmm. um, group that, we're finding out that most of the homeless youth today or the teenagers are from the gay community. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of where we're gearing ourselves to because we want to educate them. We want to do the prevention. And that's that's our that's our youth coming up. That's who's gonna take control. And if we don't start looking at them and feeding them and caring for them and getting them off the streets, we're going to be in a world of hurt. Yeah. So that's kind of what we're trying to do. I'm working with a young lady named Chris Williams, who is bringing in some youth to, to have meetings. And, what and about, really are you familiar with Sisu? Yes. News? Okay. Yes. Um, that's another one we're connected with. Um, we're, we're on their website because oh, we're working with the regional food bank. Yep. Every Wednesday, any teenage homeless youth can come in and we just give them a box of food. No questions asked. If you come in, Here's your food. Um, because we want to start helping and we want to get connected and we need to get that, we need to get that prevention and get them off the streets. Right. Um, it, it's important. And with what Allie's doing and, and the way she's trying to get out there and, and I think Sunnyside's become a place where they can start putting some, maybe some education and material to help um, anybody that walks in. So yeah. it's kind of amazing. It is amazing. It really is. So real quick, tell us again, where can we find other options on the web? Um, our website is other options with an S OKC.org. Um, we also have our Facebook um, under other options, which in turn has cookies Thanksgiving with our great new logo by Chad and Chelsea, which I absolutely love because if you look at it, it just gives you kind of a warm feeling of Thanksgiving and mm, nice. um, there's always information and everybody, I post a lot and I even tweet some things. I don't know my tweet account. I think it's other options, but who knows? <laughs> so I have fun tweeting cause 
I'm that old lady that doesn't really know. And especially this thing. You need to make sure Chad and Chelsea get on that. Yeah, kind of like this thing that we're doing today. I'm like, what am I what's doing? And he's like, yeah, what's a podcast? And oh, it's the internet thing. Oh, yeah, and also, a blogger. Yeah, so and yeah, also, this no has no affiliation with Cookies the Bar. Because <laughs> right. you know, that's the first thing that a lot of people around here think of when they hear the word cookies. They think of a place like right no, here this in this completely different. in this general neighborhood. Yeah, yeah well, in gonna, this general area. I'm going to yeah. help you out here real quick because Chad was nice to tag me in something that. So you have Twitter at cookies thanks. Yes. So cookies C O O K I E S thanks. That'll give you direct information to, and it links back to your website and everything too. So. Oh well, that's nice because I didn't know that. I even though I do hashtag it. <laughs> He's got your back. Yeah. <laughs> am I hashtagging it right when I tweet? No, I'm not. What am I doing wrong? <laughs> Oh, the youth it's today just laughing right at this here. old lady. I know I'm not that old, but I'm over 50, so I get to say I'm old. And they, this youth can laugh at me. Dang but it. you're doing some great work. Yeah, you are. Thank you guys very much. Well, thank you yes. guys for having us. This has been uh, really fun, and, and I got to think about the cat days. The, oh, yes. yes. And the board's head. <laughs> and, the boar's head. and there yeah. we are, and right? The and right full circle. Well, you know, I had to make it full I'm circle. I'm the first cat mascot. <laughs> Yeah, like mind blown instantly. Cool. Yeah. Semi-celebrity. You might have to send us some pictures or something from back <laughs> yeah. in the day. Yeah. Back when Rick and Brad were young whippersnappers. Ooh. and <laughs> I, lo I love those guys. They were so much fun. They even did a condom tree for me one time during <laughs> World Day. That. <laughs> that sounds like Rick and Brad. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and I, they're like, oh, and can you teach us how to use one correctly? And I'm like, really? I don't think so. Okay, that's <laughs> taking a little too far. Uh, yeah. well, you guys you are know, old enough to know. I was told I could say whatever on this. Yes, you can. Because, yes. You know, it's a podcast. Yep. And, you know, and I could, yeah. See. Oh, yeah. You've, this may be like one of the cleanest shows we've had in yeah. recent memory. So Well, that's because I, I, I should behave myself. But now that we're off of the subject, I can misbehave now. Sure. Right, yeah. Allie? Yes. Sure. Yeah, Sunny said is not affiliated with yeah. the rest of this yeah. conversation. Tell us your dirtiest story. <laughs> yeah, we got a few minutes left. You can go completely off Well, rails. you know, Rick and Brad, they were pretty good. I did have to bring my penis model and we did... <laughs> so you did, did actually oblige them. Did you, did you we, give we them did a demonstration? Fun. Oh, heck yeah. So you did. Of course, now they use their head to put the condom of course. on because of course you know did. they said you know we have to have the extra large because you know we have to and i'm oh like yeah God. that's right mm -hmm. that's what needs to be covered up yes so they were always fun and and i always enjoyed going and and talking on the radio with them because oh, they, yeah. they were a blast they were absolutely hysterical well i just i always think of them as just part of my high school experience because yeah. that's what we listened to on the way to and high they're school, still you know? on the air and i still listen to them in the morning yeah that's crazy those yeah. guys have got to be old too now Right? Yeah, they're the same. I think age. maybe they've just they? recorded everything <laughs> many, many years ago and stopped. And like, they probably never really existed. Like, well, one of my favorite things is, as an adult was hearing when I was in like eighth or ninth grade, they always did Rick and Brad theater. Right. Oh, and yeah. then uh, I started subscribing to Playboy. <laughs> and then I realized every Rick and Brad theater was taken from the joke page in Playboy. Oh, at least at that point in time them. it was. I don't know if it is anymore. Maybe I don't know. But then it was, yeah. Do they still have the magazine or is it all 
online. You know, they do have still have the magazine, but they don't do nudes anymore. No, they they just they changed back. Oh, did they? Yeah, they changed back. <laughs> I say probably like two months of yeah, just articles. They and back. they're like, uh, well, that yeah, really like proves the point. Money. Why? They got to keep that mansion. It's weird. We switched to just articles in our See, profits. And just that went proves right there that nobody right. ever subscribed to Playboy just for the articles. Right. And on that note. And on that note. I did. No, I'm just kidding. I did. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. That's See, awesome. I knew I could get Allie Red. I knew I could do it by the end of the conversation because Mission she's, she's so sweet and innocent, not. But anyway. Well, it, it's good to know that Rick and Brad now know how to properly use condoms. Yes, yes. on their head. Yeah, there you go. On their head. <laughs> not that one, but that, the big one, the big head. That's awesome. Well, this has been a, he's turning a little red on it. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This Mission has been accomplished. An absolute blast. Thank yeah. you so much, man. It's been an honor. Thank you so much, Allie. It really has been an honor. Well, and, we appreciate uh, it, and thank you to Chad and Chelsea for doing yeah, all they yes, did. Thank you, guys. Robert Painter. Right. Best of luck right. on your Thanksgiving. Yeah. So we'll see you guys at least one day. I'm, um, I'm tagging probably. you right now. Tag us in it. And tag uh, us in it. I would love to at least eat at Sunnyside the morning beforehand. There you go. To get your cocktail. Well, I'm going in early. Yes. That actually sounds like a plan. Well, Go have lunch at Sunnyside I'm, and I'll, stick I'll around. Like it. And yeah. I think it would mm -hmm. be an awesome thing to do. Yeah. Have a mutz slice. What yeah. was that called? What was that? The coffee. coffee, coffee with, with oh, spiked coffee. Spiked coffee. Yeah. No, you had a name for it? Yeah. Oh, tippy Cow. Tippy Cow. Tippy Cow. Tippy Tippy Cow. Now I'm going to be singing that on the way home. Tippy Tippy Cow. It's a good song. Good commercial. There you go. have a commercial. The first Sunnyside commercial. Tippy Cow. You've almost left me speechless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to recover. <laughs> you guys heard that new Sunnyside jingle yet? <laughs> oh, I think that would be a fun jingle. Here we go. Rick and Brad can sing it. There you go. <laughs> we can talk about that later. Yeah, okay, we'll take that off air. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll see you guys on Thanksgiving. All, All right, right. Thank, you. thank you. You've been listening to The Wafty Show with Stephen, Aaron, and John. As always, we need to thank Joshua Path for the use of our theme song, Cement Truck, off the album Between Heaven and Jonestown, recorded by the magnificent Kurt PR. Kurt's awesome! That is available on iTunes, CD Baby, and anywhere the internet can be found. Remember, as you go out to visit our local places and events, make sure you take care of those who take care of you. Tip your waiters, waitresses, bartenders, musicians, and artists. They're out there working hard for you. We come out with a new episode every Monday. You can find us on iTunes by searching We Apologize for the Inconvenience, where you can subscribe, rate, and comment. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Wafty Show. Facebook.com slash Wafty Show. We'll see you next week. I'll be free. Yes.